everyone listening to Round Guys Radio Network. Real quick, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? Whenever we have a new episode, we have a newsletter release. The only time we push one out, go over to roundguysbrewery.com slash RGR. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode of Music Mash Tone. I'm your host, Bill McGinney. Today, I have with me Jesse Gimbel. And what is the actual band called, Jesse? Just Jesse Gimbel Band, Jesse Gimbel. Are you Just all Jesse collectively, Jesse Gimbel? <laughs> we are Jesse yes. Gimbel. Yeah. yeah. We've all... <laughs> in spirit, we are. All one, uh, all yeah. together. Live, we go by... You uh, merged all on stage. Sure. Musically, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, live, we go by Jesse Gimbel and the... And we, we have a rotating list of band names that we've been using. Okay. To my left over here, Jesse... This is uh, your collection of human beings. And over here we have uh, Andy Williams as drummer. Hello. We have Robbie Simmons over here on bass. That's me. And Bianca Savoli on keys over here. How you doing? How you guys all? Thank you for coming down here on a Sunday morning. Sure. Thanks um, for having us. Thanks. First off, this is a a band that has plenty of hours under its belt. I mean, musicians here, you guys all have plenty of hours under your belt doing what you're doing. Jesse, why don't you tell me a little bit about the background of you and, and this collection of people. Sure, yeah. I started writing music when I was about 14 and uh, started getting into recording shortly after that and for the longest time would kind of like learn instruments and add layers to recordings but didn't have a way to play out live. A handful of years later, I started going to some uh, open mics at The Point. That so was like this is like when you're in your teens, right? Yeah, I was uh, 14 when I started. Right. So I played out a little bit acoustic but... Uh, the songs I've been interested in writing have always been fuller in terms of like instrumentation than that. Uh, so I never really had a band to play out with. And then a handful of years ago, put out an album that uh, some friends of mine were interested in being my live lineup for a little bit. And we tried that for a while. And then uh, that band kind of split into a bunch of different bands and kind of went from there looking for other musicians. And this has been the lineup for about two two years or so. So... What was the inspiration, I guess, for your sound? Good question. I started writing before I had ever really listened to music much. My family is not a very musical family, uh, so I grew up without uh, really listening to records like or the they radio just at all. They didn't play music? They or? didn't listen to music. Like They, they just... Are they like KYW all the time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I heard a little bit of like the oldie stations on the radio right. and stuff, but I had no concept of like uh, the context of like like what music was from the 60s versus the 80s um, when I started. So I, I kind of started like learning chords, and then eventually the uh, the whole Napster, LimeWire, Kazaa thing happened, and I kind of tried to download every every like band I had ever heard the name of before. I don't have a good answer about uh, like where the style came from. I think like the biggest influence has just been like hearing different instruments themselves and like having ideas for what. I could do with different instruments. It's an eclectic folk sound, right? It, it really is. Like a little heavier at times, a little lighter at times, but but it's the sound is very homegrown, very organic, and I think a lot of that comes down to you know you have the keys over here and the guitar work. It, it just doesn't feel as genreized, I guess. If that's not a word, but I, I'm gonna. It say works. It. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like it fits in that package as well as other, you know musicians do yeah which i mean it's it's tricky because like you know when you 
somebody says like, you know, oh, what kind of music is your band? Like, it's kind of nice to have like a clean answer to that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think we don't really try to stay too much in a genre um, in particular. And I think none of us really stick with one genre in what we listen to. Um, I think we have like a wide variety of, of interests, both musically and non-musically. And so I think we, uh, we kind of, take from all over the place and don't try to like fit into like we want to be this type of band right right uh one thing i do notice like you guys especially you jesse you're kind of a jack of all trades right sure so you're an engineer sound engineer as well as performing out here uh but you also made a video where you built the whole essentially set like you did special effects old school to make a video right yeah, this is a few years back, but yeah, uh, there I did a couple of videos uh, for the last album I put out, and the the one involved it was all just filmed, but there was some uh, 3D camera tra- camera tracking, uh, like CGI kind of stuff, and then another one that was using uh, filming a car dashboard in miniature um, to have a essentially a car drives into a lake and i didn't have a car to drive into a lake so i built it in miniature (laughs) you know i'm sure if you guys drive enough for upper darby how hard could it be to find one (laughs) the lakes are easy to find it's it's the the driving a car into it that townships just don't love i feel like there's plenty on side of the street that you could probably just find sitting there for for like six months right yeah yeah that's fair robbie yes what's, what's your story to this band uh, I I responded to a post that Jesse had made looking for a bass player for a gig <laughs> for like one Did one you know show what you're that they into? Did you I know? had no idea. No. Well, that gig ended up being the hottest. <laughs> the world's yeah. Hottest. Yeah. Gig. Hottest gig that has ever happened in the history of gigs happening. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, it was air what August the beginning of August and it, it was, was August about a hundred degrees. Yeah, yeah. We had no um, <laughs> no cover. It was a scorcher. That Where day. was this located? Uh, in uh, Hamilton, New Jersey. So no cover, 100 degrees. You have nice long dreads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite bald, for those of you who can't see me. Good-looking bald, though. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I guess what's your, uh, what's your, your background? Oh, uh, well, uh, also kind of like dot around doing a lot of things. Um, I work as an engineer and producer as well as, uh, as Jesse. And... I used to work in kitchens when I was in my 20s, and I kind of stopped doing that and went to music school and came back, and here I am. Girl, I love you, but I don't want to see you in the morning. Girl, I love you, but I should have taken it as a warning. You only talk about yourself until you need somebody's help. You always want someone to chase you. You're always keeping somebody waiting. Like just in your, your place in your basement, or how's that? I have a, a basement home studio that is um, it's a homey basement, but it's got 
uh, the gear of a not basement studio, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's where I work out of. Yeah. I guess how, who's come through on your studio? A lot of people. Uh, we had uh, Victor Traps, uh, pop who've punk band, who have been on on here before. Came through Ryan Tennis, who's a kind of XBN favorite, and um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for like 13 years or so, so it's been quite a quite a variety of uh, genres and voiceover work and post-production stuff and okay i got you okay uh, how is it playing keys for these guys what's your background in this band my background is i was an acquaintance with of jesse's in college like we took a class together and stayed in touch online and i saw that he was auditioning folks for um like a keys role and vocal role and you're obviously playing before you came into Jessie. um i had been playing guitar okay. for years before that and i played when i was younger and I kind of picked it back up, and yeah. I was um, I was attracted to the role because it's like a multi instrumental role, like it's a lot of keys, but it's also like a lot of percussion, um, right. bells, yeah. um, you know, shaker, tambourine. When we've done other projects, um, we have a project called Field Trip where we've done like alternate arrangements of okay. our songs. Like you know, it's been like um, like hand bells and um, all different types of pieces of. I don't know, all different types of sounds. But um, I really enjoy uh, the role. Right, right. How do you feel about the sound like evolving? I mean, I, th- I think, like, we try to look at big picture stuff to a degree, but I think, like, while we want to try to keep things, like, good for an audience for a show, we I try to write based on what I want to write honestly. We have songs that we don't really play in a, like, live bar setting that we might play in, like, um, a more intimate environment. So right. um, we don't try to try to tailor it too much to one specific thing. I try to explore a lot on different instruments when I'm writing. Um, so I've, I've kind of more recently so you gotten play a into a ton of different instruments. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't call myself a master on any instrument, but um, I tend to kind of play whatever I think a song needs. Right. So I've, I've kind of gotten in a bit into synthesizers, and I did a thing with uh, bass clarinet recently. Um, and, uh, which was a very small, a small part. I, I, like, I wouldn't have the proficiency to play it live really, but, um, but for a, a part that adds something to a, to a layer in a recording, it's, I'm all for it. He wandered through the city, run over by a train, but kept going. He looks blue today. But I guess that's every day He ran along the highway For miles until he reached Conchahokan Split off from the trail By the old coal power plant And off to the haven To the town that burned down Town's built for mining, sawmills and alcohol. What's the next, I guess, uh, what's the strategy for recording? Do you guys do albums? Is that what you do? Or? We kind of more recently got into doing some singles. Um, I've always been kind of in love with the 
the format of an album in general. There's obviously not the restriction to listen to full albums that there used to be when we only had LPs and stuff right. like that. But um, I still tend to think of an album as an album meant to be listened to f- from start to finish, just knowing that not everyone will do that. And so trying to have each thing hold up on its own, but also work like the sequence of an album is really important to you me. You know, and that, that's really important. Yeah. This day and age, I don't know what that ratio is between musicians that make an album versus just songs making those singles because the everything's changed so much yeah and like the way people consume music like i still tend to listen to full albums but i know many people who would never do that so i think you have probably a generation of people who've never done that yeah i think so and but like you have to kind of prepare music these days for any way that people might listen to it Right. Um, so, like, you couldn't have a track that could only work as a transition on an album these days. If someone's looking into your band, that might be the one track they hit play on on, you know, iTunes or Spotify or whatever, and that might be the only thing they hear. And so, I think it it's controlling in an, in a sense. But um, I think that's what we we're doing with singles. We're still like putting out albums, but then like using singles as a way to kind of introduce textures we're using and uh maybe do something that would be meant more for if you're only going to hear one song of mm-hmm. ours yeah right when you're talking about how people always ask you well what does this sound like or who do you sound like and they want a comparison they want a baseline part of that i get but the other part is here with beer everyone wants to know kind of what a beer matches to yeah, which you can't get too creative like? You can get creative at times, but you can't get as creative as we used to be able to get because now the market has kind of pushed us to be more of what everyone else wants. And that's a, it's a shame because I feel like that's the whole – that's how yeah. you push the boundaries of, of your practice, of your – Yeah. We all, I think, know more about marketing these days officially or not. Like everybody – You have to. Using social everyone media does has it. some yeah. aspect of it. So Even that guy who shares 40 times right. in two days. <laughs> yeah. He's got it down. Right. Yeah, he nailed it. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean we – I think we all see a benefit of like making – everything we do fit in an easily consumable package these days. And so whether it's beer or music, the, the idea of like the, the elevator pitch, it's a great thing to be able to describe something quickly so that like, if it's a passing moment, you're not, it's not like, Oh, I would need 15 minutes to explain this to you. But it, it also kind of restricts it, I think we've dealt with that by trying to allow that to affect what single we choose to put out. Um, So like maybe choosing something that we think applies to those circumstances more, but still allowing other things to be what we want artistically. So my, my question is like you, everyone right now wants everything. So pieced out and broken down. So that way they can consume it real fast in their mind and then move on to the next thing. But do you think there'll be a time when that reverses? But maybe playing for the long is more advantageous than, you know, making your own kind of packaging up your own sound in a way that's unique is more advantageous than trying to fit into someone else's box. Yeah. Humans will always be seeking to, like, find their identity and anything creative will always be a part of that. And I think that, like, while things have changed drastically, I mean, they've always been in a, a state of flux, but, like, these scenes might get smaller, but I don't think they ever disappear. And like, look at the EDM world, what 
a song is and that like that an album might be like a single with like six remixes of it. <laughs> then you look at a band like the Milk Carton Kids that I mean, I've seen play in tiny venues and now they've, you know, won massive awards and and that is like very intimate acoustic music that is all about finesse and I mean, essentially, it's like music friends of mine were trying to do years ago that we try to play in bars and it just doesn't land because people aren't at bars to hear that. But when the talent is there and the honesty is there, I think that it reaches people. It's kind of all a matter of like things hitting at the right time. This person wants to help these people reach more. And so, I mean, they are a massive band. And like, that's that's a thing that like you you might think is impossible today. Might be. Quality over quantity, right? I think there's there's a place for both. A lot of music is about efficiency and catchiness. Like, look at top 40 artists, and, like, it's a very different thing to, to try to accomplish, but, it like, there is certainly a skill with, like, Ariana Grande and uh, Bruno Mars. Like, they are masters of creating something that will stick with you, and, like, Charlie XCX, like, they're all these... Uh, they are essentially music that can be background music and can be throw away, thrown away, but it, it sticks with you. And like, when you look into it, it's actually pretty densely layered. And, um, I think that that is a respectable thing that like, there's integrity to that. It's just a different goal Mm -hmm. than something that might be geared for, you know, we want a small room of people listening to us. Right. Okay. I don't Since day one, you've burned bright Not a thing in your way They called you promising But you got scared of the world Stuck your head in the ground Jesse, if people want to find out more about this whole entourage, Jesse Gimble and the, <laughs> where do they find out more about Jesse Gimble? Uh, the two places we tend to update the most are on Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, it's uh, Jesse Gimble Music, J E S S E G I M B E L Music on Facebook, and uh, on Instagram, it's just Jesse Gimble. What is it? So you guys are going down to Virginia after this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it like um, being – how do you do that? How do you physically get down to Virginia, and how are you hanging out down there? Because I feel like this is a crowd that has some stories. We uh, pack into Andy's mom's minivan and um, – What's the Thanks, bumper Kyle. sticker? What is the uh, – Thanks, Kathy. Does it have any... Yeah, I think the bumper sticker is this. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's mom is one of our I feel like it needs one of those, those cheesy mom bumper stickers. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or truck nuts. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my dad has a minivan that he used to drive to church all the time, and um, the girlfriend I had at the time and I always joked about putting truck nuts on his, <laughs> on his, his van and it, like I'm sure he wouldn't see it it's in the back of the van so like just like the church people on Sunday morning saying like is, is that balls on Mike Gimble's van? <laughs> <laughs> we never did it but 
There's still time. <laughs> they all stop talking to him, and he wonders why he hasn't socialized. <laughs> so his whole life could have us totally changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be something for Virginia. Yeah. Actually, it'll just fit in. Yeah. In Harrisonburg, that area, you, you'd be fine. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think you'd have any problems. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on the uh, on Brown Guys Radio on a music mash ton. Uh, you can rate and review us wherever you find your podcast. You can find this podcast wherever you are listening to your podcast. Uh, we are there, Round Guys Radio. We have this segment. We have the Inside Brewery segment. And we'll be looking at actually building out a couple more segments going into the winter or actually in the new year. Uh, you can also find out more about Round Guys Radio on Facebook.com slash Round Guys Radio. Find out more about Round Guys Brewing Company, roundguysbrewery.com or undergroundlandsdale.com. Check out the two restaurant locations, the Glenside Ale House and the brewery pub we have up here in Lansdale. And then you can also come down here to our event space. You can rent out the space. You can actually come in, see one of these great shows we got down here at the underground underneath Backyard Beans in Lansdale. Our production is done by Mamata Tarima, and I'm your host, Bill McGinney. Thank you, and have a great one, guys. Back of the room, stay on the wall. The bodies around are checking out as I'm standing inches above the ground. Middle of the night I can feel it coming sit still I feel vibrations in my bones the city lights and heavy fog and gravity is shifting like something's aligning I think something's aligning drinking shadows with a straw I can feel it coming 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 Like being a